Hello, welcome once again to the Lost Art of Moochcasting. You heard that right, it's not podcasting this week, it's Moochcasting. I've got a very special guest with me here today, uh, with today, today even, well it is Dave. So on to my left is about one of the co-stars of Mooch TV, it's Dave Hughes. <laughs> Dave to you as well. <laughs> Hi, it is Dave Hughes of Mooch TV. Da, 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 da. I'll just get that jingle in. I can throw it in if you want. Well, you can have it as a background, can't you? It I sounds can, good. I yeah. can put it as an intro. So, last week, folks, you probably heard me plug Mooch TV or the week before, the week before that. I'm not actually shit too sure. Um, but I've been doing some side project stuff with. Dave and Chris of Mooch TV, and they wanted to come on the cast to talk about a few things in the lost art of filmmaking and other things. Well, yeah, thank you for inviting me. Right. Although it's in my house today, so I'm inviting you, so either way, uh, cheers. We're in the Dave Cave. In the Dave Cave, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, we're live here in my cave where I film Mooch TV. Uh, some of you must be familiar now with the corner of my room. All the Star Wars posters, all the the epicness of the uh, the prequels, and that Force Awakens poster. Uh, the Yoda cut out, it was uh, given to me by uh, a lady called Dewey, who I've known for years, and she's got to throw it out. I love that, I look perfect for the Mooch TV. And that's really about it, otherwise it's a dump. So, for those who don't know, how, how did we come to know each other, Dave? Really? Well, been... I remember you working at a job that I was in that was kind of showing films to people mm-hmm. in 10 screens. And was, was it at a local cinema? It, it was in a local cinema in the local town. Um, the name escapes me for obvious reasons. Yeah, it escapes me as well. Yeah. Um, Podium, wasn't it? It's that's one. Odd Ones no. or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where I remember thinking, who the hell's this? Wondering, <laughs> coming out the door wandering over. You've got a uniform on. Please! Not you, you. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the days just got better. And that was about nine years ago? Nine, ten years? Roughly. Yeah. Last time, December 06. So it would have been 07, probably. Possibly, yeah. Um, yeah, I've gone a bit vague around that time now. Yeah, yeah. used to be sharp at one point, but yeah. Because it was you and I was the little Claire, because she started not long. I think it was just like before you. Two, yeah. yeah. I remember Pauline shouting at it. I was very angry at that. At the premiere of Casino Royale. I was very annoyed. Yeah. I remember everyone used to say it's like Dave always did the lights because he always did the Friday night, Friday, Saturday nights. Yeah, I, mean, I was I was in the night server because people wanted to get off. Well, I wanted to lift home the taxi, so I'd rather work till the end. Yeah. So I said, well, you're doing me a favour. <laughs> Instead of like standing the bus stop for an hour because the buses are rubbish, uh, so by the time I would have got home, I could have had a taxi home. So that's why I decided 
you guys go, I'll stay. So even though I look like a martyr, in fact, I was a lazy sod. <laughs> All for the greater good. Oh, yeah, for the greater good. For the greater good. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, we worked together for how many years was it, no, do you reckon? Ooh, well. Well, I left 2011. And I left 2012 at the beginning. So, yeah, four and a half years we worked together. Left, pointed the way out, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so about five years or something yeah. like that. And we've been friends ever since? Yeah. Yeah. There's but, nobody else in my life, so you'll do. <laughs> well, you've got your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> she might listen to this one day. I know, but I mean, I love my little girl to bits, but she can't go out drinking, can she? No, true. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Yeah. The, the, the pints I get, it, it tends to be like a, an Oreo shake from KFC. Uh, yeah, well, it's something. Uh, but I can't go cruising for women with a little girl in so <laughs> She just tells me off for looking at people. True. But then again, I thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you a better person. Well, that's right, yeah. So stop leering at people, don't it? Yeah, yeah sorry. Wandering <laughs> eye, I keep forgetting. Sometimes you can't help it in Blackpool, though. People are just naturally weird. Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes I think I might look at a pretty lady, and sometimes I might look at someone thinking, what the F are you wearing? Like Who woman, let you out? It's like the woman last night I had walking up to Scrooge's. And she walked past me, and she was there shouting to someone called Wayne, but there was no Wayne there. Okay. <laughs> but as I walked past her, she's muttering herself so that she, you can fuck off, and then she looked over to see the tavern, yeah. and she's shouting Wayne, and then she's like, you lift me over there, and you can fuck off. And there's like two guys still having a fag going, I don't know what she's on about. That's... And then she's carrying on walking off past, towards like Pizza Express, I don't know where she was going or where she'd been, but... That's just Blackpool through and through. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave, people at home probably don't know, you're not actually from Blackpool, are you? No, no, uh, I am from Lancashire, um, but I'm actually from Oldham. Old, um, sorry, it's a visual thing. Old Ham. Old Ham. I'm from Oldham, yeah. I was born there, I lived there for many years, and then when I was about 21-ish, I uh, skedaddled to Wales for a bit, where I worked at Butlins. Butlins? Anybody remembers Starcourse World? It's now half on the moor. Uh, which is a carry-on place, but at the time it was a fully fledged Butlins. Oh, right. And it's one of the best working experiences ever, even though I was getting 3p an hour. Um, it was, yeah, that yeah. was that was a job where when you're young you want to sort of find your feet and get yeah. out. Because obviously I lived with my mum to that time, I was obviously... Uh, was that the blue coats or red coats? It was the red coats, but this is what confuses people. I used to work at Butlins, mm. and they said, oh, but you're a red coat? No. Oh, but I did wear a blue coat. That's Pontins. I know. Oh, I wore a blue coat. What? Yeah. Uh, the blue jackets, in this case, I was a supervisor in the shops. That's why I wore a blue coat. It's just oh, it's got a bit of a rank thing, that's all. Because if you're just an underling or a minion, uh, you just wore this uh, grey and white stripy shirt, which was ghastly. But if you succeeded to the rank of team leader then you've got a white shirt and a blue blazer to go with it right so I thought I looked pretty dapper I miss those days sigh (laughs) (laughs) it was great I worked in the news agents which was opposite uh, a nightclub and obviously we did um, different shifts and sometimes we'd have a week of earlies and then there'd be a week of nights now a week of nights with a nightclub with some nice ladies going in now staff couldn't just wander in you had to apply for a pass right. there was a little shop that belonged to shops because of different departments obviously this nightclub belonged to bars but there was a little shop at the back 
And sometimes if I fancied a, a few minutes, I have a few minutes like a break, and yeah. I wanted to see the, what action was going on, I took empty cardboard boxes into the nightclub <laughs> and just say, just dropping this off at the shop at the back. <laughs> go to the back, lob it in the bin, and then walk round, look at the talent, get out. Not a bad plan. There you go. <laughs> did they ever catch on? <clears throat> no. There you go, folks. Although they probably did, and not say anything. Oh, Dave, have you got your boxes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they they would come in. All right, most of the, the people were um, that uh, Butlins were the majority of the age were between 22 to 30. Yeah. That was a sort of standard age. So there were young adults, mm-hmm. or there might be adult adults in their mind, coming in buying Kinder Eggs. Right. Sucking up the toys on the shelves in the, the shelves, or sheds, as I call them. There you go. Bizarre. Yeah, and they laughed at me when I got a Buzz Lightyear for my birthday. I said, You've been bizarre. Yeah, well, I wanted one. No, Not I mean that, I mean the fact they laughed at you when they had Kinder Eggs. <laughs> yeah. Kinder, Kinder Egg toys on the shelf or whatever, even. Yeah, I was just saying, well, um, on my 26th birthday, I got a Buzz Lightyear, because Toy Story came out in England, and obviously, in yeah. being in America, I thought, oh, I want that. Astronaut. It glows in the dark. Oh, oh, look, I've got one before. Yeah. We were a year behind because obviously the fuss was in America in 95. Right. Uh, the fuss was in 96, Christmas here, yeah. but I got mine in April. Yeah. Um, and I was quite proud of it when people popped round to me, Shelly, Shed. Listen, like, what the <laughs> hell's that? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. it glows in the dark. You're a bit old for that, are you? Turn the light out. It glows! Yeah, I told you. <laughs> What else does it do? Does it mind? Can we get out now? Do your Kinder Eggs glow? Yeah. <laughs> well, some of them, some of them people criticize you've got Buzz Lightyear. Well, you've got Smurfs. Yeah. Do they glow in the dark? <laughs> no. Are they worth anything? No. <laughs> Are they going in the bin? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I remember trying for ages to get a Buzz Lightyear um, from Asda. Right. And I finally got one, but there was about three different ones on the shelf you could pick from at the time. Yeah, they went crazy them. So then it was had the silver suit on, and then there was a silver suit. There's a one I had which just sort of it had, there was a light up thing on his wrist. But he yeah, pressed, he pressed a thing on his chest. A little red light came up in his wrist. Yeah, and he could put his helmet up and down. Right. There was another one which had like a, a fired something out of his wrist. There was yeah. a really big one which was like a foot tall, which was like yeah. fifty quid or something. Can you remember how much it was at the time? The, the figure I got. Yeah. 10, 11, 99, maybe. Oh, right. The one I had was about originally £26, but, mm. which is, fits in. Yeah. That's right. Um, and obviously, my ex got it then. I was really chuffed with it. Yeah. But come the Christmas, I was lacking a few funds, and everybody wanted a Buzz Lightyear. Oh, no. And the only excuse for me to sell it was I actually broke one of its legs and then glued it together. So I sold a broken Buzz Lightyear for 60 quid. Not too bad. 60 well, quid. The person probably got it home and the leg broke off. I did warn him. I did, it was a guy who, was, who did trade in a crew who lives across the road from me who said, I'm trying to get off a Buzz Lightyear. I said, well, I've got one. Yeah. Is it box? It can be. <laughs> so I had the box and everything. Yeah. How much you sell it for? How much do we pay for it? And he said six. He said 70 and 60. I said, well, I've got to be honest. It's legs broke it's glued yeah. it's perfect but you can't bend it's right knee go on I'll give you 60 for it here it is yeah, <laughs> yeah I was carrying it around with it the t- there you go there you go mine was all like a bleep yeah. half a foot tall one right, it was, no, this was it the was when, it was when though they were out of stock for right. ages you couldn't get one you couldn't get one in the UK at all for, love money, for yeah. ages until they found the, I think it's like the second or third wave came in stock yeah 
and that's when I finally got one. Needless to say, I got here that Christmas. We said, don't worry, because when the back is stock, I'll just get simply pick one up for 12 quid. I'm still laughing. I never bought one again. I looked, but... Yeah, that was the problem I had. Because yeah. like the sort of toy everyone wanted, you just couldn't get one. Yeah, but I'd, I'd, I'd sold my love that rate. I thought there was no point replacing him. Yeah. <sighs> one day. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, there you go. I could tell you many tales about Butlins, but I've just spent ten minutes talking about a toy. And the four of us, we're not here to talk about Butlins, but it's the last half of Mooch casting today. That's right. <laughs> we're talking about now. So, what else do you want to talk about about the past? <laughs> talking about now from the past. Yeah. <laughs> we're going back in time. Paradox. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I would say a joke about Jimmy Savile going back in time. Because <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> when you're about, Jimmy Savile springs to mind. <laughs> so, but we're back to now. Now, then, now, then, now, then. So, Dave, you grew up in Oldham. There we go, we grew up, yeah. <laughs> you grew up. Yeah. Um, you worked <coughs> at, you've obviously looking around your, the Dave Cave, mm. I'm seeing different, several different posters. There's Tron Legacy, I've got yeah. Star Wars, I've got E.T., a 20, 20th anniversary, is yeah. it, I think? There's Dark Knight Rises, there's Indiana Jones. Um, so what really, what was your, yeah. what turned you on to films? What turned me on to films? What sort of got you on into films? Well, it's a weird irony, paradox, whatever you call it. It's not the, the posters I've got in my house is um, the, the best ones I could pick up at the time. Even though the film quality might be bad, I actually like the posters. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, in the old days... Of the days of yore when I was a boy, when Odin used to advertise better, you know, when you could open a paper to be an advert for the Odin with the Times, mm-hmm. not anymore, cost. But in those days, not only in the paper, there used to be posters up in the street. Right. And you know, you, you built big billboards, you see, yeah, yeah. which are becoming far and few between, like even less these days. Yeah, well, well, there used to be lots of billboards, but there used to be smaller boards underneath, right. quad size. And for cinema films, sometimes they had enough of things, but they had... I think they made them, Odin or a cinema chain or something, made these frames, quad frames, to put out for the public. Oh, right. That was a really good idea. I never once saw one of them. No, I don't think it would, because it kind of phased out by the early 80s. Yeah. They started, whatever company was doing it, obviously, yeah. ripped them all down. Everywhere ripped them all down. Yeah. More or less the same time, but in the 70s, they had these little quad frames for cinema posters and the Cinema Times. Right. Really good advertising. I was quite, I'm still now, I'm impressed how they did that. I must have been a pain to put up. That's part of how they did it. Yeah. Um, got rid of it because they had to, every week they had to update it. or every, Anyway, but every week it used to tell you what was it, the three screens of the Odeon in Oldham, no longer. Um, and obviously I used to be fixated. Can I see what the new poster is? Yeah. Because obviously I lived just down the road from me, but was at one poster case and a bit further, and there was another poster case. And I used to take another look at the poster. I could see the posters changed. Right. You could just see it in the window. And uh, I started to read the film times. Yeah. I know it seems daft, but I used to sort of do my version of a cinema. And it's, <laughs> I used to write out what was on screen one, screen two, screen three at the. Uh, the cinema whose name I just realised I've said <laughs> well, that was in the past yeah, uh, but not, yeah if it's not there anymore it's fine yeah but the uh, <coughs> cinema in Oldham well I made it the Dave cinema I think I'd call it David in the style of an ABC writing anyway I used to like screen one screen two, and I used to make up films 
Um, or real films, but mixed with made up films. And I yeah. used to drew it out, <laughs> and I used to go out, out, outside and put it on my back door, the outer yeah. back door, and I'll stir it like I'm like a customer looking at it. And I keep it up outside for about a week and I change it. And then 30 odd years later, I was doing the thing for real. What's that about? Definitely, yeah. A hobby or a calling there, maybe? Yeah, it was, it was just random because I just remember what posted up at the cinema once yeah. thinking I've done this before yeah. when I was five <laughs> but when, you, when you were five was it blue tack and a bit of paper compared to that one oh sellotape and I also made a mess of the door but they got painted yeah. but yeah I used to do that it was a strange thing and I used to love looking if I went past the cinema I wanted to see the film posters I got this fixation at looking at the film posters because also they also used to have stills underneath they don't oh, do them really? anymore this is it. This is what. This is one of those things. What well, was the past better? I think it's a changing generations. Maybe it is. Yeah. And I mean, obviously sort of now. Cost of production and stuff. Yeah, it, it's a cost issue because obviously you can. They've stopped doing stills for many years because obviously you can put them on YouTube now in the, the adverts and that. Yeah, there's a way around it. So paying out for a photograph, yeah, is costly. But yeah, they used to have photographs underneath the poster, film oh, stills, right. just to whet your appetite. So like a, I used a, to a, a Stone Age YouTube. Yeah, so when I was queuing up um, to see, say, The Spy Loved Me, there used to be the, the poster and then the, the stills, and I was like, why does that car fall in the water? What's going on? Why is your helicopter chasing that car? Why is it in the water? Why is your city coming out of the water? Why about. is Roger Moore on some sort of b- motorbike? I need to see this film! Sort of pulling you in to want to go and see Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was just... A clever way of marketing, but like I said, it's a cost thing, probably. But I did that was a seed. Yeah. So I'd love to go to the cinema, but I spent half the time. Can we go now? We need to go. I want to look at this poster. I want to look at that poster. So I was taking it all in. Yeah. I used to draw little posters all of it. In fact, I remember in nursery, we had to draw something on the board, and I think people were drawing sort of flower or a toy truck, and I drew jaws. Underwater, so that was, was the same pose when the girls watching. <laughs> what you done that for, Jaws? I was about to say, was there going to be some sort of like a scene from Indiana Jones or something fully yeah. drawn on this wall? <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, it was quite impressive. Got all the teeth right and everything. Because mm. you've got three rows of teeth. Right. Can you rub it <laughs> off now? It's quite scary. So it's a film. <laughs> and at three you knew that <laughs> well um, I think it was more five because um, the vague memories of what I saw when I was young because oh, yeah. um, I do have memories of what I saw because I've looked at your notes there are no notes here there are no notes here the notes you thought you saw that was just a spoon <laughs> although there's no spoon <laughs> um, yeah um, the only memory I've got of watching the film at a cinema is Disney's Robin Hood um, but I wasn't impressed do you remember I, uh, I think we're looking at 73 74 I don't obviously it was made earlier than that yeah I think, it was, I think the film was 70 but I saw it about 73 74 so it was a re-release yeah um that's a strange one nowadays, that re-release. You don't see many re-releases really, do you? Well, this is it. Sort of, well, sort of, like the screen on what they called, um, the bit like the Bats, that Bats of Future one they did, it's like a... Yeah, anniversary special. 
Yeah, it's, well, it's that one I'm thinking of in London where they do like, on, like everyone's like cosplay and stuff. Oh, the secret cinemas. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, well that's more of an event thing, isn't it? Yeah, right. A film yeah. people cherish and gets you to dress up. Yeah, true. I'd love to go to one of them. I mean, last year it was Empire Strikes Back. Now for some reason that put me off. I thought I don't know Stormtrooper is dicking about while I'm trying to watch a film. Yeah. Um, but the Back to the Future, wish it did. Really? Um, but I digress. But yeah, um, remember Robin Hood, and then parts of Lady and the Tramp, and then Jaws. The Jaws was seventy five. Seventy five. Yeah, so I saw more or less as it came out. But watching as a young person. Yeah. I mean, I want to start to watch your films on TV when they're on, but from going to, going to the cinema as a young person, from seeing two cartoons, I don't think I'd barely sat through all the way through without nodding off. Yeah. To watching Jaws, which is now a 12. Yeah. I like the PG version, so I have on my DVD. Yeah. Well, the film is a PG. The reason the certificate's a 12 is because of the documentary, because well, there's an F word in it in the documentary. Oh, right. Nothing to do with the film, the film's not a PG. Right. Um, there you go, trivia. Um, yeah, but there it was a warning on the poster. This, this is intense scenes. Intense. The guy's leg gets bitten off. The head pops out of the boat. Robert Shaw blurts blood. Yeah, intense. The, the head bit in the boat was the, I think the first time I actually saw Jaws, and it put me off for about ten years. Well, I wouldn't say there's an argument, but. I, I'll, I'll stick by my guns, but I could be wrong. But the, the, with the boat, I'm sure the cut I saw, because this is 75, the earliest one, there was no music. Mm. It, went, it started with music, but then it faded out. So it was all just underwater, and then, then the first day, then the music came on. Right. But the version we see now, there's music all the way through. Because uh, I think I had the 25th anniversary DVD edition. Yeah. But I'll, I'll have to rewatch that then and see if it's. The, the bugger up the sound and on the DVD I've noticed they've made it tried to make it more clearer but I think that spoils it when he's shooting his gun yeah of course it is it doesn't sound right before it was just it was just like a standard shotgun type sound effect yeah but now it sounds like he's clipping it and it skips on the wall no that doesn't sound right yeah so I think they've ruined that bit it's just still the original sound but anyway that, that's a little more than that but but yeah, Jaws, when I was five, just wrong. But I wanted to see it, to be fair, I, said, I want to see that shark film, it looks like this. Yeah. I've seen the advert with a woman, no clothes on, bobbing up and down. <laughs> Is that for kids? Really? Well, let's go and see it. Because that was when, I think, was that still when it was like, yeah, I think you had PG and was it X or something. Ah, this is when they hit the boys and girls, wrote the pull you see, start the history lesson. In those days, you was always a you. Yeah. PG was A. Uh-huh. Advisory. It wasn't 15, it yeah. was class as 14, but it was double A. Right. Advisory, advisory. I'm not sure what, what, what one was advisory, adult advisory or something. Yeah. And you could go with an adult. Right. Um, if you. if oh, was weird, I think you were. No, I think you had to be 14. Yeah. To see it. Not sure about the adult bit, but. Um, and then it was an X, which was 18. Yeah. And then they messed it up to PG. U, PG, and yeah. 12A. Well, 12, and then eventually 12A, and 15, and 18. Yeah. Yeah, when it came out, the um, yeah, it was a U, PG, 15, 18. Like I said, the 12 came out uh, for Batman. Yeah. 89. Yeah. 
um, 12A. Many people think it was for Spider-Man, the reissue. It but it was on Spider-Man. It, it was a born identity. Yeah. Uh, I remember when the 12A came in, but it was like, what's what? Everyone was like, what does it really mean? So it just means you can go and watch a yeah. under 12. You can go and watch one if if some the person with you is over 18. Which helps in some respects. Obviously, working in that cinema locally. It did cause problems because everybody wants to see Spider-Man. So I had to say, you're not old enough. Yeah. It, it seemed a bit harsh because it's colourful. It's great. But it is a bit violent. But, um, so it's fair, right, I stuck through them that a few times with like Deep Blue Sea and yeah. on, on Shark films. I saw Deep Blue Sea when I was about 13 or 14. I saw Road Trip when I was 14. Right. Well, we've all tried it on. I tried it on. Yeah. I tried it on watching Aliens. <laughs> what was my disguise? A tie. Put the tie on, I thought, on 18. And it worked! <laughs> you, you know, one of them people that's all wise to the price, I'm not saying like, oh, it's, if not, it wasn't that much last time. It's like, well, last time you could have paid a kid's price. I think, um, it was a, it, in this case, I was actually watching a PG film in Manchester, um, and I hadn't tried it on the... Yeah. In this case, the one was saying that it's such a price. What? That's gone up. But she would try to charge me adult prices. No, I'm only like 14. Yeah. No, you're not. You look 15. No, I'm 14. I'm at yeah. school. So it was like the other way around. So I'm arguing to see a family film. What are you charging me this for? I had to pay full rate in the end to shut her up. Well, I need to see any of Jones. I remember those discussions a lot over student prices and whatever, whatever else classes an adult. Yeah. Many times. That was a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we don't have to do that anymore. Thank God. So yeah, um, so you remember Jaws and Robin Hood and we started the infamous, possibly the infamous Robin Hood. Robin Hood. <laughs> Robin Hood. Well that was from the short, the uh, quiz wasn't it one year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bad memory of Robin Hood. Because it was a, <laughs> we were doing okay but then in the first round, the second round we were floundering and come like the, sort of the last round I thought we just need these points and we weren't doing very well and the last question was what's this line? What film is this line from? Something like that. And it was a real old film. I thought, I actually said, Is it Robin Hood? <laughs> but the, the people who said, Nick can't be, nah. And later on, it turned out it was Robin Hood. <laughs> so from then on, Robin Hood! Is <laughs> a sign of. This means fuck. <laughs> fuck up. <gasps> yeah, I was right! <laughs> So yeah, um, as I was just saying, though, we had Star Wars, Robin Hood, not Star Wars, Star, uh, Jaws even. I read my notes and I'm trying to talk at the same time. Oh, there we go. Spoiler alert. Start again, start again. That's fine, I'll just leave it in. <laughs> yeah, fuck editing. It makes it so much easier. So there was, yeah, Robin Hood, Lady Trump, Jaws. Jaws. And then in 77, was it? Yeah. You saw Star Wars. Star Wars? Oh, yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, I was around for that. Um, yeah, because it had been... A brutalist films coming out from America called Star Wars. Now, again, with the posters around town, they did real well. There were posters in banks and all sorts. Right. So everybody was jumping on the bandwagon. They obviously had a good buzz. And all the clips were saying, I thought, that looks absolutely amazing. I marvel to their credit, produced a Star Wars comic. Oh, I remember right. the first issue, you got like a free TIE Fighter. Fighter? <laughs> TIE Fighter. Get your teeth in. Yeah, a TIE Fighter, that was awful. <laughs> Oh, right. it, was, it, it was just cardboard shite. What's this? 
we'll set a seventies, and we have to spend the rest of the budget on yeah. marketing banks, obviously. Well, they were trying, and obviously it was a good comic, and also by this time was buzzing. And opening the paper every week, and the big spread of two weeks' time, Star Wars is coming out. And I remember going with my grandma. I think it was a bank holidays or something. It was a half term. It was a Monday. I couldn't tell you the date, but it must be. Now it says it opened 25th of May. Now I'm not sure about the UK time. I don't know if it was a week later or something. But it was towards yeah. the end of May, and I'll tell remember it was a Monday, and the kids were off school. Right. And uh, so I was like, "You look at this Star um, just me and my nan and when it came on everybody obviously cheered oh. and then the, the camera falls down off the scroll the um I forgot the name of the, the, uh, the I forget the name of the, uh, the spaceship flying away shooting and then the the people South Australia follows it and everybody <gasps> the sheer size of it you don't get that nowadays no people don't react as much and then at the end of the start, oh, Death Star blew up, everybody cheered. The cheered is on with Jaws as well. Yeah, That's right. another thing I remember. Like you said, nobody cheers anymore. Yeah. That we're all Japanese or something. I think the last time I remember people cheering, I was, I think it was when I worked with, I think it was Harry Potter 6 or 7, and I was in seating. And yeah. one of the team leaders came in and, like, full screen, everyone was in. Yeah. Like, two people left to come in, I think. And about to start about 30 seconds from starting the adverts, and he came in, he shot top of his lungs, right? Harry Potter starting in less than one minute's time, and everyone just cheered. And then it, the actual, they went through the trailer, everyone was silent. Yeah. As soon as the opening credits started, they went mental again, and that, that was it for the rest of the film, just silent. Japanese. <laughs> Respect. Um, is it, I'm just trying to think of anybody cheered in my working experience at that cinema. We had the Mamma Mia experience, didn't you? Yeah. Having up dancing at the end. Yeah, that was a random <laughs> one. Yeah, that was that was a, a sort of different thing, though. That was kind of, everyone was in a sort of a good, feel-good mood. Yeah. Uh, and that that was a quite a brave thing, I think I did, because it was only because somebody said it, and I was going, I wish I'd go up and dance. What the hell are they on about? So I saw the ending, I thought, oh, I see potential there. So yeah. full screening... They came, that bit came on again, I thought, right, I'm going to either get shot, stamped on, <laughs> kicked, this goes wrong. Ran to the front, started clapping, I was like, please join me. And thank God somebody did. And then somebody else got up, and somebody else got up next thing, and a lot of people dancing in front of the screen, thinking, oh, I'm not a dickhead after all. No, um, you still got kicked, stamped on, and stabbed, shot, whatever else. Oh, that was stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... Um, it went well, and apparently Gareth even said, uh, somebody wrote in saying, like, well done. Because I remember it was a lad with learned disabilities, and he wanted to get up, and I helped him up. He said, come with me, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so, I remember that. But yeah, I, I kind of remember that, but as for people cheering at a film, I remember Shrek having a good audience one night. I thought, I wish I was sitting in here, it's bloody good, this atmosphere, and they were laughing at every joke. Mm. Um, adult. I mean, it was all adults, so... Um, the only, the only memory I remember, not not cheering, but clapping. Yeah. They've, they've clapped at a few films more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Pianist. Pianist. Um, Which one's that? Adrian Brody. Now, I've not seen the film, but it's kind of a shinless list. I remember seeing the poster, possibly. Yeah. Uh, we haven't read it for two or three weeks. It did okay, but it was in screen 10. It was in the yeah. small screen. Small screen focus, for yeah. those who didn't know. Yeah. 
But I remember um, twice happening, and uh, Louise Wood, she sat in him once, so there was a witness. Um, but when the film ends, I haven't seen the film, so I don't really know the story, I just know it's a bit shameless listy, is he's playing the piano. Now, the credits are going up, the, the, the frame is on his fingers on the on the keys. Right. So for the, the four minutes of credits, it's his fingers going... So that's all you're seeing, his fingers... And the last 20 seconds, I was asked about to go about the trade of American, all that company, copyright, all that's gone up. It comes to a different angle where you're at the back of the auditorium, where you see him um, on the stage in the distance with a load of people. Yeah. And everybody on the stage, everybody in the seats on the screen, stand up and applaud. But then everybody in the real audience stood up and applauded. Right. I think he's not film dickhead. It's not real. Yeah, it was. It was weird. It was a it weird thing. Sounds weird. For so the audience had kind of grown longer because of the people on, on screen. Yeah, the people surrounded him stood up and clapped. He's not here. He's not alive. You know, it's not one of these culture I think, things. I think <laughs> the only alternate I've seen is like I think the boy with striped pajamas, and everyone sort of came out with tissues, crying and stuff. And yeah, well, I remember um, for obvious reasons, but that was sort of yeah. it's not. There was never, I've never actually seen anyone like properly cheer or anything. I used to, I did love standing at the doors, all the tissues. Um, you know, for things like the notebook, I didn't yeah. do it with that one because I thought I have to be careful with that one because obviously the, the upset nature. But with the notebook, it, it, was, it was made as a tearjerker. Right. There was another one with Cameron Diaz, something's sister or something. I can't remember. Well, there were a lot of Argonauts tissues. One girl came, get them here! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! What, Alice, what, Alice Cooper? Um, I wonder if this guy had run down. I wonder if anybody did it for um, um, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh, I've heard stories about what people found there, though, so... Oh, right. I won't go into that yet. That's one of the reasons I'm glad I don't work in the cinema now. I'm going to clean up with smells of ham. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, well, we'll cover that on another episode. Yeah, in future, folks. But yeah, um, shit is a goo. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most of these episodes cut. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Moochcast. Fifty Shades of Goo. Good night. <laughs> this is a director's cut edition. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you've so you saw the first Star Wars, and that sort of did that sort of. Get you into sci-fi, or were you into sci-fi already? Uh, not funny enough. No, thinking about it, I wasn't all space mad because I think obviously Star Wars came out. Every Hollywood film came, jumped on the bandwagon, not just Hollywood, yeah. Italy, and all sorts. There was loads of Star Wars ripoffs, and that made me angry. And that, I kind I've... of avoided them. <laughs> the only one I liked was the uh, the book Rogers in the Twenty Fifth Century. But then I was annoyed it turned out to be a TV series. Yeah. I, I thought, oh, that, that's a bit of a con. I was, I was quite angry at that. <laughs> um, so it wasn't. I was going with James Bond. I feel. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of. I, was, I, was, I like my Disney's. I like the odd thriller because mm-hmm. I remember seeing Orca Killerwell a year later. That was a bit rough as well for a PG. Right. Um, similar lines, but uh, but a different story. It was more Richard Harris sort of being haunted by this bloody killer whale. A better version of Jaws Revenge, basically. A far right, better version. Like Free Willy 4? Well, in this case, he harpoons um, and kills, the, I think it was the, the mother of a, a killer whale. Yeah. Because he's like, um, 
Oh, obviously the father wants revenge. Because right. he lives in a, a, a shipping village. He comes every night and you can see his tail over his This is not good. And then he, he starts collapsing boats and uh, houses on the little still. So the fish really fucking do something, will you? Yeah. Oh, I better go back to sea and kill him. So it's kind of a Moby Dick thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, even though it was a low budget film and uh, wasn't the greatest of scripts, it, it's still a better film than the trash of bed today. Look that one up. That'd be a good mooch uh, episode, that. But anyway, I digress. Hi, I'm Paul the Hat Guy Flinders, and I'm here to tell you about a brand new wrestling podcast that I host called the WrestleBots Podcast. We talk about the week's news in the world of professional wrestling from WWE, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, through to TNA, and all the way through the indie scenes such as Preston City Wrestling and other indie scenes such as ROH. Plus all the bits in between, you know, all the fun bits, all the baby stuff that's out of the wrestling world. So join us every week if you like a bit of a laugh, a bit of banter, and a bit of wrestling talk. Join us as a Spreaker, look for WrestleBots, and find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash WrestleBots. Thank you for listening to my little plug, and now it's back to the Lost Art of Podcasting. So you saw the first one. And then... I thought that was. That was at the uh, <coughs> cinema in uh, Oldham. Mm-hmm. And then for Empire, I saw that at the uh, <coughs> cinema in Manchester. I'm editing myself uh, at 1980. They were pissing down that day. Yeah. Is that the. Yeah. Was it print? Not print works. No, no, uh, this <coughs> cinema was uh, on. Um, I forgot the name of the road. Oh, Oxford Road, because it was on the same road as the BBC. BBC was further down. Oh, but I didn't right. discover that until a few years later. Because um, what I remember, for, again, it was some sort of distribution sort of thing, but when films came out, biggish films like Star Wars, yeah. in those days, there was always like a two, three weeks where they'd play them in the big cities. So London, Manchester, Birmingham, wherever. Yeah. They'd have, they'd have the, sort of the film first. And then three mm. weeks later, go nationwide, so all the little cinemas had up then. Don't know why, the, what the logic was there. A print thing, maybe print number of prints, maybe, possibly. Possibly, uh, that's quite a good answer actually. Because I, I made a point of going back because I'm going Manchester. I'm just, I'm I've thinking, not seen this film. I was going to say I'm just thinking because it's I know the the yeah. cost of making an actual 35 mil print was really high because I think all Star Wars are over two hours, aren't they? Yeah. Well, the, the they, cost, oh, there you go then. Yeah. So that was that must have been a cost thing, like I said, recoup and nationwide. But that's what I did. He's for Manchester. Used to live in Oldham, so it was like an half an hour trip. Um, and then queue up and see these film a few weeks before it came out. I was seeing school that week. Oh, I've told this. <laughs> so yeah, I used to show off. Have you seen it? It's like Manchester. Yeah. Fucky bastard. It's only a bus ride, dickhead. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I saw the cinema. Um, like screen one, and yeah. And that's. I'd be friend and let the twist slip. Oh. But it's half listening. No, I, was expecting, I was expecting somebody else having father issues. I, I, I only, it's only when he said it, but oh, that's what he meant. Because yeah. I was trying to like, ah, don't tell me anything. Although I wanted to know someone. <laughs> someone has father issues. It sounds like yeah. Jeremy Kyle <laughs> Well, yeah, I was more interested in uh, what happens to R2D2 because he said, oh, R2D2 gets swallowed. Shut up, what happens next? Yeah. Oh, don't spoil it. You just 
Why did you tell me? You've just been swollen. <laughs> How did you get out? It's a saw, is it? And then he goes, oh yeah, and the <clears throat> thing is, his father, what, who? Don't, don't tell me. Then I know it was real, I thought, oh, fuck it. They're saying that, was it, like, nowadays on, I suppose you can go anywhere and see a trailer, essentially, with mobile phones, tablets, yeah. TV. Was it, like, sort of just reserved to cinemas, you saw trailers, and they had them on TV as well at the time? They used to have, um... Because nowadays, just, it's like, most, most trailers you see on TV are proper spoilerific. Well, the, the, I mean, to be fair, the trailers back then were awful anyway. Yeah. But they used to have TV ads. Yeah. It used to be like a 20 second thing and it didn't really show you much. Uh, although I don't really remember trailers from Past Strikes Back. Um, the only memory I have, the first clip I ever saw was some sort of boring night. It was like, not Panorama, it was a science program, but it was on, it was always on the afternoon news, it was on like a Monday night. And I remember. Mm. Staying up to watch it because it said they're going behind the scenes of Star Wars. I thought, why is it going behind the scenes of Star on the film? What yeah. a film, film program! Yeah, um, I'm not really sure what the actual content was, but it just was it focusing on the film and yeah. Star Wars of all things. And right there, I always remember the, the presenter, I think it was called Michael Paul. I'm not saying they made Star Wars, and just for you in the UK exclusively, which was very rare back then. And they showed the bit where um, Luke's going up the corridor on Bespin and um. <clears throat> the shooting at him and yeah. Lando presses his thing and speaks to Baldy <laughs> and then he goes up the thing and looks and Darth Vader's like oh <laughs> I forgot what he says I'm the expert here and I forgot what he says <laughs> I'm not a Jedi yet and then like I said he's come out and then phrase and credits for the show that's mm. I was like, oh my god <laughs> so that's like a taste of things to come for DVD in a sense yeah um, and I think many of the programmes have done that since I've never seen that kind of happen before on the show but yeah. I think there it's just better than YouTube the, all the American programmes they have done it before but that's the first time I've seen a blatant film plug on a show that wasn't really for plugging films it was weird it was, I think probably it's the, the fact that Star Wars made so much money that we sort of need to get yeah. out on as many outlets yeah can, probably yeah, like, just, like you said before, them putting it, put advertising in banks of all places. Like, oh yeah, spend money on Star Wars in the bank. Well, thinking about it, I think there was, I think it was just trying to get people in the bank because I don't think it was a bank selling the promotion. Yeah, it was actually cinema posters. Yeah, but then why? I, the think, I think why in the bank? Yeah, but everybody was doing it, like butchers and everything. Was like Star Wars. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll have some meat, please. <laughs> but yeah, just the bank in particular. That's an amazing display. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know the logic there, but it wasn't like I said. It wasn't a paid promotion, or it could have been. But why sort of it? Mm. The obviously the bank manager said, oh, "Well, get brownie points for this if we dress up as dickheads." <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what about? Do you remember episode three? M- many memories of that. Episode three. Uh, no, episode three. I'm thinking. Of... Oh, are we on about Return of the Jedi? That's the one. Episode six. Episode six. Get it effing right. <laughs> I had the third film we had, so I called episode three. Though, I mean, yeah, I I understand. (laughs) To finish with Empire, that baffled me. Yeah. Because when it started, it came up, Star Wars. Episode five, Empire Strikes Back. What? Yeah. Episode five? I don't remember an episode being written on the beginning of the one. I'd only seen, oddly enough, the very first Star Wars that time, which I spoke about, I only saw once. Right. Till that point. Now, Empire did its run, and obviously it was a bit older, so I can go to town and cinema on my own. 
and I'm using my own pocket money, and I saw Empire 13 times. Yeah, I, I was a Lucy of the day. An early contender. Early contender for Lucy. I didn't, was, I didn't watch it daily, though. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it was, it was over a bit of a space. I was going to say, I mean, it's it theatrical like? run and re releases. Right. Until it actually came on video and never went to the picture. Well, actually, it'd be more than 13, thinking about it. We saw the um, all six episodes, it'll be 14. Anyway. I digress. Um, I was about to say, was like, was it? You watched, got there the early morning, watched the first one, and the following one, and the following one. I did, right? I did sometimes. The second, third time I saw it, yeah. I stuck behind. Right. However, I didn't do a Lucy. And watch him all day. No, and in this case, I didn't do a Lucy, and also pay for the ticket for the next one. I didn't buy go up and buy two lots of tickets. You paid a lot. Yeah, uh, but no, well, kind of. It was kind of in in the days, the early days of <coughs> cinema. Yeah, there was some. I forgot the term, but if you miss, say, the first ten minutes, you could stay behind and watch it and catch up. They were doing Continue, that. Con, some continuous thing. Continuous play or something. Something like that. Mm. Um, so, and I said, uh, the, the stewardess, the stewardess, <laughs> Usher. Sorry, I'm not well. What's wrong with voices, funny? Um, the lady said, you know, you don't have to leave. said, I missed the first 10 minutes. Can I say, yeah, that's fine. To which I stayed. They did that. <laughs> um, I, so I saw the re-releases the first time I ever saw them. I saw the re-release in 98, yeah. I think, in Preston. We went to the UCI because they were the only place showing it because the one yeah. here wasn't. Well, it was in the middle of the whole transferring from yeah. Dixon Road to Rigby Road. Oh, we know where it is now. Yeah. But um, we went in, the guy, the guy said, oh, we started it early or something, or the, the, there's only shorter trailers, so he said, oh, but you can stay for the next one and watch the first 10, 15 minutes. Oh, right. Or um, but at the time, I think I'd only like eight or nine or something, I can't remember what it was, but it was... Yeah. Uh, after that, I just wanted to sort of get out and stretch my legs and... Yeah. So I said, oh, I'll, I'll watch it on VHS at the time. And yeah. I did, because I bought it on DVD when I was about 22. Well, I know a lot of cinemas didn't do it, but the <coughs> chain did... For a while, and then they stopped it because we're not allowed to do that anymore. Not fair enough. Yeah. Um, although at the ABC, I did kind of do that, but instead of waiting in the theatre, I hid in the toilets. <laughs> that's that's a different generation films. Um for Return of the Jedi, um, the memory I've got when I went to see it originally wasn't a good one because it was Manchester again. Yeah. Queued up for ages. Again in the pouring rain, fifth from the front, when the manager came out and said, Sorry, full, you're having a laugh. Are you kidding me? No way. Scrutinised the times, and this was, I think it was about um, a two o'clock show, and I was queuing for the, that was the first one. Yeah. The next one was about half five, I'm in Manchester, mm-hmm. and I'm on what, 13, and I thought, I can't stick around, I need to be get home, so yeah. I bit the bullet and went on. And then, but then I had to go on holiday. That's <laughs> a Tenerife for two weeks, bastard. <laughs> um, so, to sort of, I was absolutely livid, to be honest. You know, I really wanted to see it before I went on holiday. Ah. But instead, I took the uh, the Star Wars Return of the Jedi storybook. I read it about four times. Yeah. And I also, luckily, they released the figures. And I remember going in Debenhams because they had a great display. The Debenhams toy department's not. Well, I don't think he's not existent anymore at the time. Yeah. That is one good memory I've also from all the three Star Wars films is the release of the Star Wars figures. Yeah. Because some toy shops went to town in a way, in the display ways of all Star Wars. You know, but in the end, they're just on pegs. But that's what I wanted. 
someone yeah. wanted you to turn round. Yeah. And I was I was in the elevator. Oh god, which one do we want? Um, god, the first word that came out. There's not that many. Yeah. Uh, and I think the th- for Star Wars, yeah, I had C-3PO and Darth Vader. Empire, I got Han Solo in his half outfit. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the other figure was. I only got him on his own the first time. Uh, the, uh, the Jedi, I got. And there wasn't much choice because there was no Luke or Hannah. I went, uh, right, this is a bit limited here. It's like Toy, but, Sto- Toy Story all over again. Yeah, I thought, I'm, I'm going to have to get I must have a figure. So I got Bib Fortuna, which Jabba's henchman, and an Imperial Royal Guard. So not the ones that would have jumped for me, but that's all was really, even though we eat an Ewok. Yeah. So I no, I'll go for that. I like the red, the crimson red on this. I'll have him. I'll have um, wormy neck. I'll have him. And I took him on holiday. Well, I, I do a play with the Jedi with you two. <laughs> um, so I got it back when I got back when we managed to see it. I was a bit disappointed because. Not the film, I loved the film, I was just probably the first time I saw it, everyone was raw, the second time, not too busy, but yeah. still there's reactions, the screen that I saw, there's probably about ten people in, right. and it kind of ruined it, in a, in some, the film was great, but at the same time, there was not a titter or... I, I like it sometimes away like that, because I think it's more intimate. But then sometimes, if it's a big film like that, you don't get that sort of same atmosphere. Well, yeah, so I was a bit frustrated, I thought, oh, it, nobody's cheering. Because I think I, I yeah. saw, um, going slightly off Star Wars, I saw Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Yeah. There's only me and my friend, and then two, this other couple in there, yeah. who walked out for half an hour, because they didn't understand it. Right. And even my friend didn't understand it, but then I saw it in London with you. Yeah. And it was near, nearly full screen, and it was... People were laughing their tits off and yeah. getting involved and stuff, and it was brilliant. Oh, no, that was ace, that. But obviously, yeah. you had a different perspective of it because perspective, sorry, um, because you went to a dead one, yeah. nothing. Mm. I, 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 I do think sometimes it helps when you've got the right audience, yeah, and it's the right film. Like, um, I said, the Star Wars viewings have been up and down, um, because Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. I saw Phantom Menace in America and it was in an IMAX screen and it was packed. So I thought, this is going to be good. But nobody reacted. Right. Apart from going to the toilet all the time. The amount of people that went to the toilet, that annoyed me. Yeah. So whenever I was disappointed with the episode, well, I liked it, apart from people going loo. Yeah. So the second time I watched it, which is, there's only about ten people in, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the film this time. Because no it was interrupting. <laughs> but I was hoping for that, yay! And then Attack of the Clones, it was a staff screening. And uh, that's the first one I came out going, did I like that film? Yeah. I was questioning because everybody knew I was Star Wars fans. Did you like it? I'm not sure. But Revenge of the Sith, I saw in London. Mm-hmm. It is going on this, isn't it? That's alright. <laughs> you come Wednesday night, you're here from Friday morning. <laughs> um, Revenge of the Sith, that was the sixth screener, the whole six films. Oh, right. We had to watch four, five, six, one, two, and then finally three, which was the premiere. The, right. the celebrity premiere was over the road there was half an hour difference between them Yeah, and then all the celebrities if you watch my episode of I Love Star Wars you'll get the full story suffice to say what I don't mention in that episode is everybody was cheering it was the rap so there was over a thousand people so mm. Empire's a quite a big screen and uh, obviously everybody's feeling that we see George Lucas on the screen 
but everyone's cheering. My friend who was with me said, "Oh, this is spawn. I'm missing half the dialogue." I said, "It's not as if you're not going to watch this again." Yeah. I said, "This is making it." Yeah. But they cheered everything, and even when it, um, Palpatine kind of hints um, that he might have killed his, because <laughs> we know who he is, uh, might have killed his um, his master. Everybody was, like clapping and. <laughs> his face and all he's like oh I did it um, it was just one of them you had to be there unfortunately yeah. but it, it, I, I thought this is perfect it, it, it was a really good memory mm. I thought that, I wish I, wa- I wish it was like this for every Star Wars film yeah. but ironically it was like the first time I saw Star Wars so it kind of bookended each other great yeah. atmosphere on either end it just kind of halted in the middle came episode 7 <sighs> several years later yeah a lot of people say why do you hate episode 7 I said I've got a few issues with it but the film on its own if you stick it as a a Disney film or a Star Wars spin off yeah. or JJ film it's alright mm. when do you think oh it's a, actually it's episode 7 isn't it then I start to have a few issues but you've yeah. got the DVD have you, you I've got the Blu-ray today you, you haven't watched it yet have you? No. Well, I've seen the deleted scenes and some of them should have stayed in and I would have been happy with that yeah I think it's little bits like the, the resistance because they're not rebels anymore I think what annoyed me is there's no all the sh- ships are static there's nothing flying over I'm not annoyed with that because in the other film there's always something flying over you can hear things flying over yeah it's only a second se- sorry <coughs> 17 second clip but you see um, some ships taking off mm-hmm. so I pulled down and I said right we're going to light speed there's this fish creature with an X-wing outfit me and then we've got to light speed, and then you see BB-8 going, fucking hell, in BB-8 <laughs> language. Um, and that made it for me. I thought, good, if that kept in, that would have... Yeah. But it's like taking them out, small tit, and keeping stupid aliens in and Scottish pirates in that small tit. Oh, the Scottish guy still smalls, I don't know why. But it's yeah, two it's Scottish guys. I found that a bit weird. The and Pop- Solo yeah. what are you doing on the oh, I can't do a Scottish <laughs> accent but it's something like that like, no no there's, there's him and the other group it's like you have the, the Scots versus like the the, 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 the Asian clan yeah now apparently they're in a um, galaxy far far away yeah well the Asian clan apparently from the film The Raid and so that got a few <laughs> thumbs up yeah say no it did they really are not really are in The Raid <laughs> um, they walked onto the wrong set yeah they just said there was about three of them from the raid and we got one and then I think he brought his friends we'll bring these up yeah right uh, but there's no excuse for the Scottish guy but then another one turns up later on in the next wing oh for God, we're going to have scouts in the next one aren't they probably in the galaxy far far away so I mean I won't say any more about The Force Awakens because that's an entirely different mooch cast because that could be a commentary of that but um, I do have issues with the Force Awakens but it's annoying because it is a good film at the same time mm-hmm. just little bits pull me out of the film yeah I, I, I do want to I got it this morning yeah um, I got the dark side blu-ray cover it looks I, right originally, right, yeah. I originally had the standard box and they said oh you've ordered the, the dark side edition I was like no I've just ordered the blu-ray yeah it's like I've got the email from Amazon there's the dark side edition the light side edition you can order the dark, you can change the, the, light, the white one if you want but you had to go through this link, which I went to do because I thought the white one might be rarer yeah. than the dark one, maybe. But they said, "Oh, you can't do that because you've bought something else to get free shipping. So you, you want your free shipping on Star Wars, you have to keep this. Otherwise, send this item back and then pay for 
Yeah, this so, so I'll, I'll keep it, and I've not. It's still wrapped in cellophane yet, so. Fair. Might watch it tonight. Might watch it tomorrow. I don't know yet. Well, I got mine off a <coughs> different source. I've, I've had it for weeks. Yeah. So I watched it a few times. It's growing on me now. And for some reason, it's weird that to see a Star Wars film enjoyed more at home than on the big screen. Normally, it's the way around. Oh, of course, it's Star Wars on the big screen. That'd be ace. But to be fair, you do have quite a big screen in Dave Cave and yeah. sound sound. Yeah, but there's something comforting about watching it at home with this one. Yeah. But on the big screen, watching it for the first time, and you didn't know what was coming up, I found it, some bits just a bit jarring. You know, I'm not enjoying this. But at home, now you've, you're in a familiar surroundings, you're less judgmental. It is an enjoyable film. Well, see, because I went in sort of, I only watched the first trailer for it. When the very first trailer came out, that's what I watched. Yeah. I didn't watch trailer, any other trailers, I didn't read any, any right. news clips or anything like that. And I went in, was watching that first trailer, sort of knowing what partially what to expect, but nothing else about it at all. Right. I made myself bl- blind to it. And so, I think I enjoyed it more. That's why I sort of enjoyed it more. See, I've got a bad habit of the spoilers. Yeah. Now, it's weird, because with Phantom Menace and... Parsley, Attack of the Clones, or even Range of the Sith. I didn't, with, Attack, with Phantom, I didn't want to know anything, but I did see the other snippet. Like, oh, well, that was good. Yeah. But I don't want to know anymore. Uh, but with this one, I thought, oh, I need to know all the information, only because Disney are handling it. Yeah. I was, quite, I was a bit worried because, in my mind. That's why I didn't sh- want to know, I think, in a way. Well, yeah, because, in my mind, um, there shouldn't be a seven. Now, yeah. whether it's to do with that premiere I went to but George Lucas was there mm-hmm. and I've got it on there it's on my Hot Cheese channel um, look, somebody shouts out do 7 to 9 and everybody starts chanting 9 and he says no starts off with Anakin as a kid <laughs> when he's tired he's dead that's it there's no more story yeah. I thought well I can see that because if they did a 7 where would it go be repetition it'd be another like sarcastic it'd be another Death Star it'd be another Darth Vader wannabe. Bugger me. Three years later, Force Awakens opens with a Darth Vader wannabe and another Death Star. Yeah, oh, yeah. No! No! <laughs> so apparently this episode 8 is going in a new direction and they're good. And I kind of hope they go take an avenue where you go back on the Force Awakens it might improve it. Like, the Ray character. I thought it was, I don't know, she's annoying and good at the same time. Yeah. But, yeah, but you may have annoyed me in this one. She marked it to the dark side, which one might again appreciate the first one where she's a lovely lady. When we get off Jackie, somebody should send to the dark side. I'm not saying it will go that way. This is not a spoiler, this is just about the drink. Hang on. What you think it might what you think might happen in a sense? Yeah, I mean I mean something might happen that will just like what the hell? Yeah, um, like, I think there could there could be a twist considering the end of episode seven. Like, I think there could there could be some sort of twist. I'm hoping so. I mean, like somebody put a jokey video on about Paul Cameron and and Finn uh, possibly in a in a relationship. In the middle of the video, we're looking at each other. I thought I'd be interested in that. <laughs> I did that. And that'd be a, it's not a Star Wars thing, but that'd be a brave thing to do. Yeah. Because that's what I like. That, it, it, again, it annoyed me from the beginning. They meet up. I think this is a good friendship. This, this is a, normally when they meet up, they're always squabbling. Yeah. But this one, already the, the buddies within five minutes. Well, I like this um, partnership. So and then they split them up. Saying that, it might sound like scrubs in space. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they get rid of Paul because apparently they, they actually wrote him out to be killed in the crash. Right. Um, but it was a flip side of like what they do with Obi Wan Kenobi. Alec and he said, "Can you help me out? Yeah. I'm just standing around." He went, yeah, right. 
it worked better. But this one, they killed him off. But um, Oscar Isaac said, "Can you give me in?" It seems a bit of a shame. So they kind of wrote him back in. He's just gone. No. Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things. I've got his back now, but it kind of. I think he added to it in a way because, like, when I first saw it, it was like, "Oh, right, he's actually dead." But then it's like, when you see it later on, he really comes back into it. It's like, "All oh, right, he isn't actually dead." But I thought it was just a, an half-ass attempt to throw him back in the film. Oh, he's back. Yeah, so where's he been? Hang on a minute, you got off the planet, you got back, and then you got the alert to sort of save everybody within that time. Oh, hang on. <laughs> That's when your head that, starts it, hurting. It reminds me of the bit, though, where it's like you've got uh, Finn like struggling to find water. He's like walking through the desert for ages. Yeah. But then when he meet, when Poe meets up with him later on, he's like, oh, I was, I was thrown clear of the wreckage. Yeah. So where do you go to, then? Did you wander across the desert for ages? Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. What? Did you no. land next to a spa or a phone box? Probably. A lot of resistance, ran away. Cheers. Yeah. I'll just sit this rock for a bit. <laughs> oh, look, Pepsi. It just seemed, yeah, the, the inconsistent, it just didn't make sense. Um, so they either should have kept him in and brought him in a bit better than or killed him off, but which would have been a shame because, like I said, it was kind of good chemistry then and yeah. split him up. Well, they brought a toy out, Paul Cameron, um, on a bike, and on the on the box he's in the desert, wearing that jacket that Finn's got. So it's very misleading. Deleted scene, maybe? Or Possibly, but again, he's wearing the jacket. Room floor? I don't know, but wearing a jacket is a contradiction. Yeah. Unless he's got two jackets in there. I don't know. It just seems Some a bit... sort of early photography, maybe? Uh, possibly people have recognised him in the jacket and yeah because I think he had the X-Wing helmet on but the fin jacket on as well it was just yeah. a bit of a weird toy now, whether that will be a collector's item but yeah he's got a floaty bike right. um, I don't know but yeah it may be um, an early draft thing and the toy company jumped on it but yeah. nothing to do with the film but anyway so yeah we've covered your Star Wars and you've seen the Rogue One trailer Yep. Which is, as most people don't probably don't know, as I've seen on Facebook and Instagram, it's so confusing people. It's actually a prequel, isn't it? Yes. So. A prequel to New Hope. And I'm looking forward to this one, I think, more than I did with Force Awakens. Actually, Force Awakens a bit. I don't know why. I'm not sure why I've done episode 7. This one is a different thing. But are you going to immerse yourself in all the news and info again, or are you going to sort of go home going. You've seen the trailer, the first trailer, the teaser trailer. So you're gonna... I've read a bit of snippets, but. They're doing the right thing. They are holding back. Yeah. J.J. Abrams is very wants to be secretive, and yet somehow the news spills out. Yeah. And he even said, "Yeah, it's partially true." About some he facts that get new people around him. Or something I think he does. Like well, this Gareth guy who did Godzilla, he's doing it right. Nothing's really sneaking out because we still don't know about what the characters are. Yeah. The, the guy um, from Hannibal, the the Mads, I, can, I can't pronounce his name. Swedish guy who's in the TV series of Hannibal he was a baddie in Casino Royale now apparently he's in right. Rogue One but we're not seeing him in the trailer so everybody's like what's he playing well, like nobody knows and that's what I like I think good they are re- keeping it tight to the chest Yeah. where JJ Abrams who, likes, who announces I'm not telling anybody somehow the secrets get out and he's oh we have done it again so I've got more faith in this one and mm. obviously we're looking they were seeing the old school stormtroopers, the Star Destroyers, yeah. see the Death Star, and apparently Darth Vader is in this one. 
Yeah, I've heard rumours of people who's ca- who's playing him and stuff like that. Possibly, possibly, you sort of. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's uh, I don't. He's not a known actor, but obviously, it's, it's yeah. just a body double at the end of the day. But yeah, they'd be more lightsaber swooshing. In any case, I don't give a fuck. Slash, slash, slash. That's yeah. what I want to see. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued with this one. Cool. Right, folks, that's the end of part one of this possible part two or three part episode with Dave, <laughs> with Moots TV Dave. I think it should be end of part one because that was a lengthy chat. It was. It but was. It's, that's what I wanted in a way. Yeah, well, you got your money's worth, boys and girls. <laughs> but we'll be back in part two for some more jibber jabber. On Moochcast. <laughs> <laughs>